Before there were zombies, there was the virus that started it all. That's the In Zombie Fallout 3.5, Dr. Hugh Man, this is the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. Alright, here we are. Hello, good people. Good morning or afternoon or whatever it is. Afternoon, whatever time, whatever time it is. So <laughs> all right. Welcome to the show. Uh joining me again this week is Jason. Say hello. Good evening, everyone. Chris. Howdy. Aaron. What up, what up, what up? And as always, my co-host, Miss Amber Smith. What's going on, people? Yo, yo, yo. Paul is on vacation, and he said the Wi-Fi is shoddy, and I can't remember who else emailed me or I emailed or messaged about coming on. I try to, if I forget anybody, I apologize greatly if you wanted to come on this week's episode or any week's episode, and I forget about it. Um, Don't be afraid to email me a couple of times to remind me, because I just get, I get slammed with other daily stuff and other work and my mind just kind of wanders. So best bet is to email me, uh, Michael Talbot podcast at iCloud.com. Don't send me a Facebook message because I won't remember it. So I keep everything in a folder through email and that's how I send out the links to everybody. So if I forget about you, I apologize greatly. It's not that I don't want you on the show. Please, we want to try to get as many people on here to talk about these stories because uh, I know everybody loves them and, and wants to do that. But yeah. you got to stay, you got to stay on me. My 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 silly little boy brain can't retain all that information all the time. So if you missed out this week, I apologize. Uh, come on next week, it'll be fun. So we're doing zombie follow up for like the next ninety two weeks at this point. So it, it's gonna be a great time. I <laughs> uh, hope everybody had a a, a safe. Happy Halloween. Um, Amber, I know you don't have kids or like kids, but you didn't poison any candy bars or anything this year, did you? No, I eat all the candy. Fuck all right, kids. good. Oh. <laughs> Hell, it Harry? snowed here. Oh, you got, you're out that part of the country where it snowed? Down in Cleveland, Ohio, yeah. We, it started snowing in the middle of trick-or-treating yesterday with the kids. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, Did they cut it yeah. short or were the kids just like yeah. all excited? Kids just said the hell with it. They just kept on trick or treating. Yeah, kids don't give a crap. They love it. They think it's fantastic. So, Chris, you're out that way too, right? Yeah, I did. I didn't see any snow. I did spend the night in the hotel though, so that was fun. Ooh, that's fancy. Uh, traveling for work. So. Oh, nice. So you had that. Yeah, you got that. Like I'm kind of lounging in a chair, type of look I, about you. So. I'm in my car. So ah, okay. Right now. So <laughs> so you're Aaron from like three weeks ago where you're doing the show from your vehicle. Yep. Okay. Aaron, where are you tonight? Oh, I'm in the bedroom hanging out. I'm oh, doing okay. the Jeff Goldblum. So I do like the side sit for a little while. So this week will probably be a quick one, but we are doing the uh, book 3.5. Dr. Hugh Mann, and uh, right off the bat, so Zombie Fallout Zero is kind of the origin of the Zombie Fallout, but this book precedes, or <laughs> is it precedes? I'm yeah. trying to give my, yeah. my 12th grade education. Uh, precedes <laughs> Zombie Fallout Zero. This goes back to like the 1920s where they first discover what the virus is is because it's technically right there's a lot of different i have a lot of mixed views on this and what viruses are and humans and people and the earth and all this crap so i may get a little dark and, and deep on this one and y'all might think i'm batshit crazy but you know bear with me it'll all probably it'll all come out in the laundry but uh dr hugh man is one of these scientists he is so involved in his work he's nothing but work 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 all the time his wife leaves him. His daughter can't stand him. He has no relationship with her. She gets taken away and goes to live with a relative because he neglects her because he's so focused on his work. Um, the story opens up where he's looking through this at the time, one of the most powerful microscopes on the planet. And he discovers kind of a quantum realm 
of what looks like people uh, through the microscope. Uh, I don't know what he's looking at, if he's looking at a blood sample or what kind of sample he's looking at, but he sees a miniature world within our world on this little teeny, teeny, oh. tiny slide um, under the microscope and kind of freaks out and goes and gets a security guard and asks the security guard what he sees. And he's like, yeah, this looks like a guy holding a stick with a woman and child behind him. And, oh, my God, they're being attacked by dust mites, which probably isn't dust mites, but it could be dust mites. You never know. Dust mites are kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, so that's where the story starts. And it kind of hit me off guard because I'm thinking to myself, and I know Chris is traveling right now for work, so you think bed bugs and, you know, <laughs> things like that. Is that, uh, is that sleep well, Chris? Sleep oh. well. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to scare the shit out of Chris tonight. <laughs> um, nights in hotels. I need it's standard protocol to check the mattress, so. of course. Right. Oh, <laughs> so we watch uh, uh, reruns of Hotel Hell, and Gordon Ramsay has like a black light where he goes to the hotels and sees all mm -hmm. the stuff. Mary went and bought one of those black lights, and now when we travel, she does it on the room. I'm like. Bad idea, honey. We'll just bring <laughs> our own pillows, okay? Because we're going to the Poconos at the end of the month. I'm like, you are not bringing that light. The entire room yeah. is going to glow, okay? When you say ignorance is bliss, that's exactly what they mean. Just yep. don't. Yep. Yeah, precisely, precisely. So, um, But yeah, they're, they're, they're teeny, tiny, tiny people. And apparently that's what the virus is. That happens in zombie fallout zero. I mean, we find that out all like later on in the book, but first reactions to hearing that, what were you guys thinking? Amber, why don't we start with you? Uh, I was thinking that um, I love the mad scientist um, angle of the book. Absolutely. From the, from the get go. But I think that um, the, the when, when, right. when he was talking, when he was talking about how the security guard said that it looks like he's holding a stick, Mm -hmm. Um, that I feel like was a turning point in like where Dr. Human's thought processes went. Like they're trying to defend because they're holding sticks or actually, no, I think this first thought process was that they're some type of humanoid because they're able to use tools. And I'm mm -hmm. like, see this, I was like in every freaking virus story or whatever, it's like people put their own conclusions on what they think something is happening. And then you find out later on, it was never a stick. It was something else. Mm -hmm. and he just kind of ran with that thought and it was very creepy how like all of a sudden he had a god complex because he saw pe like little things that looked like humans yeah uh jason what about you uh one of the things i got was I, and i actually didn't catch it until i, I re-listened to it again today before um while i was driving uh was i didn't realize that his he had actually killed his own parents in a chemical fire um uh, in the first part of the book, I hadn't caught it until today. I hadn't even uh, caught that till you just said it. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. He, so, <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, he, you know, so his own his own parents were killed in his, I guess, in his lab. Um, you know, by him. Uh, yeah, and he's got that whole mad scientist thing going, no matter what. I mean, the, you know, and the neglect of his child, and you know, even the cat. I mean, it's you know, he even neglects the cat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, because the wife buys the cat thinking uh, that he'll have to take care of something and mm -hmm. he still doesn't. But I think secretly he doesn't take care of the cat because he knows the daughter will come over. And even as absentee as he is, he's like, well, she'll still be on my left because she'll take care of the cat. So she'll still come over. So that's why I don't do it. I mean, because if not, the cat would just pretty much be dead anyway. Yeah, yeah. His his daughter bought him the cat sausages. Oh, the daughter bought him the cat. Yeah, I knew yeah. family member. Bought his, his, wife tried, his wife, his wife, tried to leave the daughter. Which, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like you, he's absentee, and you leave the kid with him. Like, yeah. seriously, hoping, hoping that he would. Bad parenting all around. <laughs> yeah, like you know your mother, you know your you know your husband. Like, why would you even remotely think that that was a good idea? Like, and honestly, I'm surprised that um, Mark didn't comment on the litter box at the house because that has to be like ridiculously overflowing at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah, no she tiny only comes over in a couple then. weeks. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> forget about it. Chris, what were your thoughts? Uh, just the same thing. It was. It kind of blew my mind that you know his wife who would knowingly 
you know, bring a daughter and then just bail on the whole family and like nothing gets said about her mom or anything else further on. Because mm-hmm. she ends up getting raised by her aunt, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a little bit. So, Goldblum, what do you think? I think uh, Dr. Human's a twat. I think that's probably my <laughs> first, second, and last thought about Dr. Human in all of them. And I have my own uh, 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 shitty history with vaccines and governments and things like that. So, uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're ready to dive down that rabbit hole, I'm always ready to comment on it. But uh, first and foremost, Dr. Human, absolute twat. Yeah, this is why we're not on YouTube anymore, because they will not allow us to talk about vaccines or anything. They think it's a, a, a medical misinformation. So disclaimer, uh, this is not a medical show by any means. It's a fictitious book, fictional uh. characters uh, with a book. So that's just us discussing. So. But yeah, it turns out that the the humans or the the manites or whatever it is, because Hugh goes to the school, goes to the dean and says, we need money. We got to figure this out. Here's what I've discovered. Here's what's going on. And the dean of the school, like any dean of any school, sees dollar signs and says, this is great. We've discovered a whole new world and we can get donors for this and we'll get the government, we'll get government grants and we'll get money and all this crap. So the school kind of takes over the, the dean's kind of a douche, dean douchebag, kind of takes over <laughs> the the whole science lab of it and discovers these little manites. And their first impression is we have to fix it. They're under attack from dust mites or whatever they seem to be. We have to protect these humans or these little people, not realizing that maybe. Be the <laughs> dust mites are protecting you from the tiny people because the tiny people end up being what the virus is kind of like a virus. Um, that if you get it on your body or whatever, they're going to reproduce like crazy and they end uh-huh. up developing some kind of chemical agent that's a, a mix between bleach and something else that kills sugar. the dust mite sugar, sugar and water. Makes every sugar and spice makes everything nice. Uh, that <laughs> kills the 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 dust mites, but protects the humans or the human. I want to say humans, uh, the manites that they're calling them. After all of this, they do that, and then they notice that the manites are starting to evolve very, very, very quickly, and that's when Hugh is like, "Ah, shit, something's not right here. What's going on?" Um. I love the scene of the book when he goes into the pharmacy to get <laughs> the pictures developed. And he tells the kid, I will give you an extra dollar to develop these right away. <laughs> and that dollar is going to buy dinner, movies, and popcorn for him and his date. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God. And then he slaps down $5 after he does it and leaves because the kid produces the pictures so fast. And the kid's like... I'm rich. Like, <laughs> holy crap, was shit that cheap back in the 20s? That, that a dollar well, that brings me back movie? to childhood. That brings me back to childhood. I don't know if it would have brought me a movie, but I would have been very happy to go to the store with $5 at free reign. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Chris how, Chris, how old are you? 38. All right. So, you do remember like when gum used to be like, you know, a pack of gum used to be 25 cents. And yeah. that was like the huge thing. And I remember we had a, a local movie theater down the street that played the second run movies back in the day. And you could go see a movie for a dollar fifty. And as a kid, you're scrounging as much money as you can, you know, eighth grade to go on a date to see the Princess Bride or something. And you're like, I got three dollars. I can go on a date this week. And that's the greatest thing in the world. Meanwhile, now three dollars doesn't even get you a, 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 a drop of water. I I love that scene. Whenever he said that, I thought that was, that was freaking hilarious, you know? So, um, or when the dad or when the follow-up happens and the dad's like, I'll shut down this entire business for the $10 you just offered me shit on this old lady right now. (laughs) Yeah. The little lady's in there. He's like, no, no, no. I got $10 for you. He's like, sold out of the way. And again, and he goes nuts with her. So, I mean, the, the story's short. Um, it's only like a, it's a quick three hour listen or however you read it. I listened to it, you know, like four times today because I had it at 1.7 and it was like an hour and a half long. 
But you get into it where Hugh starts to build a relationship with his daughter because the government comes in, of course, and anything that they can, they want to try to turn it into a weapon. And they're thinking, if we got these little people that can multiply and do all this stuff, we can do God knows what with it. So Hugh ends up stealing the the manites or the humans in the puts them in a briefcase. I'm not quite sure, you know. Uh, it was all the that research, works. wasn't it? Yeah, it was the research. Was it the, the research, research that he stole? Yeah. Okay, steals the research, puts it in a briefcase, and brings it to his daughter's house. And his daughter's there with her husband. Uh, I forget. Is it Mark? Not Mark. What's Jason. that guy? First Jason. Name? Jason. Is it Jason. Jason Talbot. Jason Talbot. Jason Talbot. Um, I love that he's like, you're not old enough to date. How old are you? And this is preposterous. He's like, Dad, I'm 27. Uh, Twat. Back in the 20s, that's considered a spinster. And I've been married for like three months. You miss the invitation. He's like, oh, I remember some good looking chap come and give me something in the mail, but I don't remember it. So this is where we meet Mike's great-grandfather. Great-grandfather. Um, no, it's his great grand. No, it's just his grandfather. Yeah, just grandfather. Yeah. It's his oh grandfather. yeah, grandfather. Oh, yeah, because sorry, his father yeah. has uh, the 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 Jason has Tony, which is Mike's yes. dad. Yep. So, um, they end up hiding him in the, the 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 research in their closet, and then, you know, after a while, he disappears. Like, then there's a knocking on the door on the uh, Saturday morning. And there's a young little bright-eyed, chipper little chunky dude at the door selling baklava with chocolate, strawberry, strawberry, strawberry frosting, baklava. I'm, I'm not uh, going to lie. Like, I need to look up the recipe for that because I'm like, that shit sounds delicious. I'm sorry. Pop-Tarts. Yeah, I was going to say, he had Pop-Tarts before they even came around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, baklava, I don't know if I'm Greek and I've never eaten baklava in my life because I always thought it was gross. My mother and my family swear by it. And I kind of want to try it now, but it's a very, very sweet, flaky mm -hmm. pastry. Mm -hmm. um, and I hear it's very good. I'm not sure. I think it's just that stigmata from when I was a child that I'd never wanted to eat it. <laughs> it's delicious. I think once you eat it, you'll be quite upset that you've wasted so much of your life not consuming it. There's so many things I'm upset that I've wasted my life about. What was that, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. So No? No. What don't you like you gotta, about it? Is it the texture or is it the sweetness? Uh, it's the. It was the texture and a little bit of the flavor. It was just off. So, Do you think if you put chocolate uh, cherry uh, syrup on it, it would taste better? <laughs> I mean, chocolate makes anything better, so probably. Good point. Yeah, there's a place down here that has a uh, baklava cheesecake, and it is um quite it is quite good. Ooh, that sounds <laughs> I mean, like enticing. Anything is gonna be good. Like I've never had a bad cheesecake. Well, okay, I've almost never had a bad cheesecake. My buddy bragged, my buddy Matthew, he bragged to me and his wife one day that he made the best cheesecake, and it was awful. It was <laughs> awful, worst, worst thing ever. You tell him he couldn't use Swiss cheese. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah it's not that kind of cheese <laughs> i do want to say i do want to say really quickly i thought it was interesting um so i when i was in high school i remember this is one of the things that i'm a i'm a very adamant believer that the government should have just a regular degular person like someone like me middle class like just has experience mm -hmm. in the deciding factor for whatever they decide to do because i feel like regular stuff just bypasses their mind and they're like oh i didn't think of that and one of the things that got me thinking about that i remember when i was in high school and it was like there was like a um a population of birds that were like just doing too much in an area right so the, the government was like okay we need to eradicate the birds but then nobody freaking realized that the birds were actually controlling an insect population mm -hmm. so then without the birds the insect population overran and then all the insects that were able to populate repopulate so fast they mm -hmm. ended up screwing up a whole bunch of crops in that area so mm -hmm. there was like a food shortage for a certain period of time and i'm like that's what people don't understand. Like the government, like a lot of times the government will be like quick to act because people like to see action, but yep. they're not ready for the, they don't want to do all the results. Like nobody thinks like, oh, maybe we shouldn't because what about the, the, what the, um, 
what the um birds naturally eat like what is going on here like nobody thinks of that and i'm like i feel like if they had a regular person that just had a thought process like hmm, well what are the birds controlling before we kill them all like are you saying politicians first. are not regular people and they don't think things through fully they're all aliens i don't care Say it <laughs> they're all aliens with their own agenda yeah and that's the same thing. Like the, the 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 humans and the people in this story don't realize that the little humans are getting destroyed by the dust mites, but the dust mites are keeping the humans from taking over everything. Killing people, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's you know. It, well, well, what they did was they started tugging on your emotions, and when you start, right. and I'm not saying like like thinking with your emotions is not a good thing, but the mm -hmm. fact that they started tugging on, oh, our little cousins are out here fighting for their lives, and da 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 da, we need to save them. Like the reactions yeah. of everybody was very typical of that time. Like women clutching their pearls, and men like, where did I sign up to make sure this is this this um is eradicated? Like it's like you like you can see the effect of all of it happening, and the dean's only worried about money, and mm -hmm. Doctor Human is now like i mean dr hugh is like now dr man there we go dr man dr. is man. now in the background like don't like can you guys stop and like think for a second and everybody's like we need to protect the humanites like it's it's like a whole quick 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 reaction because mm -hmm. just like how zombie fallout happened they wanted a result as soon as possible and they didn't care what the what the outcome was it's like i need you guys to do something quick and it's like wait quick here we go now yeah they don't think before they they don't think and do the research before they act it's just you know <laughs> we need a vaccine for you know this disease that's killing people but you know we're going to produce it out way too fast and we're not going to realize that it's going to give people you know hives and rashes um uh -uh. because uh -uh. you know we rushed it out and we don't know what the side effects are. So that is why I was, that's why I did not take that shit. When COVID first hit and they produced that <laughs> vaccine real quick, I said, nah, y'all like, ain't never produced anything to save us that quick. Yeah. Nah, I know I got a, I have roaming, roaming hives on my body that just, you know, it right now it's hitting my calf. So you see me leaning over like this and I have uh -oh. to take allergy medicine like every single day now to prevent this rash. And it, it'll go from like no. my calf to my thighs, to my stomach. It'll be on my neck. It's just like, can it stay in one place? You know, it's like the new zombie brains. It's just, it, it's rotating around so I can't destroy it. You know, so and I never That's had it before I got the COVID vaccine. So Look. take it as you want, but you put the untested thing. So look, you want to go into theories. A lot of people were saying, oh, well, if they have unlimited funding and granted, I'm already a conspiracy theorist as it is. OK, like I'm willing mm -hmm. to think outside the box. Right. And when people were like, oh, well, if the government is giving them a crap ton of money to produce a vaccine, they'll produce it faster ASAP. And my one thing that stuck me to my guns, I was like, since when the hell did the government do something for our benefit? No, they did definitely did for our benefit. You know, not at all. I was like, I was, yeah, I can tell you a few stories. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> um, sure. They do it because it's popular is because what the majority want and because politicians uh -huh. are elected that if they don't act by what the majority wants, they're not going to be in power anymore. And people of power don't want to give up power. So uh, because what happens in the story is uh, J uh, Jason Talbot on a Saturday opens up the door and there's Tomas and does his whole song and dance about here's the chocolate covered baklava. You know, it's this, this, this. Do you want some? And he runs into the other room to go and get his coin purse. And Tommy goes into the closet, takes out the briefcase, does some kind of voodoo chant on the door of the closet door and leaves. And Jason doesn't realize what happened. Where did he go? But he left the baklava um for him so great 10 minutes later the military's at the door and they want the suitcase they want the notes they want you know they want to know what's going on and what happened he's like i don't i ain't got shit i don't know what you're talking about so um they end up doing what they do and you know they 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 go through the house and they search it but they don't find it and then they see the closet as they're leaving and it's like did you check this closet? It's like, no, I didn't even know the closet was here because Tommy put his little voodoo magic on it. And they search the closet and there's nothing in there and they don't know what's going to like the military leaves. Like, where'd you put it? He turns to his wife. Where did you put it? Nobody knows what happened to it. 
Tommy grabbed it and he left with it because I don't understand Tommy's part in this where he's, yes, he has the ability to see things. And yes, he is um, partially still not a vampire, but he's got the foresight of stuff. But how did he know that this was going to cause the zombie fallout in the future? Um it never Brian came Siegel. around in any of the books that Tommy time traveled back or Tommy can time shift kind of similar to what Trip does, unless that's going to come up in one of the new stories um, in 22 or 23 that's coming out, mm. that it kind of ties it around and gets it all into it. I love the story. Don't get me wrong, Mark. I, if you listen to this, you know, don't send me hate mail because uh, people are going to ask this question. But how did Tommy know that he needed to get this stuff out that that was my question that's the only thing that the book left me mm-hmm. wondering and, and if anybody has well, that information or found that out let me know that would be great because i was lost well, on that throughout tommy's entire especially since he's got bitten by eliza spoiler alert that's what happened but um i don't think they talked about did they talk about that yet yes. i think they did but um mm-hmm. his premonitions just got more uh frequent and fast and like better like so i think he got tied to the tablet family whenever mm-hmm. and um he just had a i think he just had a strong like we've already known he was he had um the gift of foresight already so i think that's how he was able to figure out like oh i need to get this briefcase today you know what i mean he might not mm-hmm. have known because he even said like he doesn't know the entire outcome of a situation he just knows he got to do certain things at certain times and he has to make the decision what to do so mm-hmm. i think that was one of those things where he had to go in get what needed to get got and then and then leave um i think that's probably like the only explanation for that oh that makes sense yeah makes sense. Was, was was ryan seacrest talking to him at that point or <laughs> I don't think Ryan Seacrest was a. I don't think Ryan Seacrest's grandfather was born back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we can we just talk about how hilarious it is that uh, Mike's grandfather also didn't give a shit about authority either? Like he absolutely hated it. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, a, a, a family trait, a bloodline trait. <laughs> oh yeah, when he, when he knocked out the corporal or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I thought that was absolutely perfect. Like it was, it was just, it was, it's exactly how Mike is now. But then, how did I feel like? I feel like you could go back down the Talbot line, and the Talbot men will always, except for Victor, he was a dick. But um, go down the Talbot <laughs> line and see that every single one of them have um married very strong women, no mm-hmm. matter what time period they're in. Yeah, good point. Good point on that one. So yeah, because even back at that time when they were, they were talking about, uh, he was telling Doctor Man, um, Jason was talking, um, uh, he was telling Doctor Man, like I wanted to ask for your daughter's hand, but she was like, no, that's a silly old practice. You don't have to do that. And he's like, okay, okay, dear. <laughs> I love that. That's the twenties, you know? and they're saying, no, you don't have to do that. You know, like back <laughs> in the twenties, is was women stay home and cook and yeah. clean for their man, and the man go to work, and you know. All of that. I didn't think that that whole practice, I don't think it was till like the seventies or the sixties, the women's lib movement that it wasn't, you know, you don't have to ask my, my, for my permission, my mm-hmm. daughter's hand in marriage, that that was kind of still a, a, a thing, but I, mm-hmm. I know some guys still do. I never did. I just kind of did it. So. I don't know. Mel's, Mel's dad is always weird to me. So I don't know. I never asked him. You think that's why? <laughs> it's weird towards me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> She's about to be in trouble. Yeah, oh boy. So, um, so then they get to that, and then Hugh dies. God, several years. It's like ten years later, or whatever. Hugh dies, and Tommy ends up the day after the, the uh, of the services. Tommy ends up coming back. Now Hugh comes around in his life becomes a better father becomes a good grandfather he's more involved i think he realizes the error of his ways after everything that happened and they're talking about him and there's a ring a knocking on the door again and it's tommy again and jason doesn't remember tommy very much from it but he gives him the baklava that now has some other kind of flavor on it i don't think it's strawberry and it was strawberry again was it strawberry and chocolate again yeah yeah. And he freaks out like, oh, my God, Tomas, <laughs> you got the baklava. How did you find me? And Tommy ends up giving him the case back and kind of 
tells him a little more than he should. Um, and then gives him the, the, the Vulcan death pinch or whatever, and kind of knocks that bit of time out of his memory that he told him what was going on. Like, you know, this shit's too important for you and your son and your grandkids is like, I don't have grandkids. My son's only 11 and girls have cooties. It's like, Oh no, no, this is, this is what's going to happen. And you're like, Oh, he's talking about Mike. You get all excited about that. (laughs) Um, So then we get into that and then, you know, you fast forward, then they really fast forward to the back in the, like the fifties or sixties or whatever, where the kind of the first zombies were created and they shelved it. They put it away in an archive mm-hmm. like Indiana Jones in the giant warehouse with the Ark of the Covenant, never to be found again. <laughs> and then we get to the next part where it's Senator Deneau in the New World Order. And they want to go get the the humans to create their whole new thing. And it, that's what starts the, yes. the zombie yes. fallout. So it kind of brings yes. that whole thing back around. So, yes. When did Zero come out? Did Zero come out before? I don't think it came out before this one, did it? Uh, I'm not sure, but can we speculate on a, on on something really quick? Yes, let's get into speculation now that the yeah, brief synopsis uh, of the story has been told. Yeah, not necessarily, yeah, not necessarily gov- uh, government conspiracies, not yet. But um, the locket, okay? Oh, yeah, the blood locket. Yeah. Blood locket. Shit. Okay, who who is E and M that was inscribed on the back of the locket? Because I can't think of anybody in the book whose name starts with E and and, and M, because it was like with all E with all my love M. So I couldn't figure out who the two people were with that. And also, is that locket the same spoiler alert, the same situation that happened with the Indians, uh with the with the Indian shaman uh beforehand? Like is her soul in that locket? Could be. I think Eliza. I think we find out uh, later that Eliza Solander, why she wants it so much, because mm-hmm. uh, Tommy Thomas ends up Thomas at the time ends up telling Hugh's daughter that you know she he knows that she has the blood locket and she hasn't even shown it to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he zero just, was written in 2016. All right, good. Point three point five was 2020. Wow, it was 2020. Okay, so they knew that. That was all going to happen. That's why that the whole thing with so, no and everything. So, uh, yeah, because Tommy wants the. Does he say he wants the blood locket, or he, he didn't want nothing? He didn't want nothing to do with that locket. Does he say he like, like keep it safe? <laughs> yeah. What we uh, say? What if? What are the what are the letters on there again? E and M. E and M. Well, does Eliza start with an E? Eliza starts with an A. Well, what about Ezeal and Mike? and Mike? I was thinking that too. What? Yeah. Yeah, Ezeal and Eliza are... are they, They're backwards. Palindrome or acronyms? Not acronyms. Yeah. They're spelled uh, the same uh, backwards uh, and forwards. So Ezeal yeah. is Eliza backwards. Right. So you wouldn't spell Eliza with an I like the comedian. Uh, you spell it with... Uh, it's with the... Uh, an A. So it's yeah. a L I Z E. And then a Zeal is E Z I L A or something like that. One of the oh backwards. I don't know. I can't it remember. Could be a, it could be a Zeal and Mike, but now that brings up a whole nother spew of questions. <laughs> like different universe. Three hundred years in the future that they're even a thing. So right. Mm, yeah, mm. but they are. He is doing time travel now, so maybe it's kind of coming back in alternate timelines. Exactly. So is he going to come back around to that, or did we just give that. him a whole new idea for twenty three? Well, but the but the locket gets smashed in twenty. No. Doesn't yeah? Doesn't... I don't remember. I don't remember the whole thing with the locket. I know it comes up in later in in another story. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise you wouldn't have next... mentioned it. But the picture yeah, inside of it is Eliza. Right. Yeah. The picture of the girl inside of it. So that's weird. Chris, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, uh, I thought that, so uh, Azil's mom, or uh, who was Azil's dad? He was bitten by um by Eliza. Eliza. Yeah. yeah, Eliza yeah. killed her father. Her mother died. I mean, Eliza's mom... I think he did. He kill her, or did she kill him? I know Tommy's mom 
wasn't Tommy's in Eliza's dad. There's that whole thing you find out in um in 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 liking Fallout that they weren't really related with yeah. that. But I'm not sure who I don't remember who Eliza yeah, is. Because Eliza bites um um Azil's dad and mm -hmm. he's with her and then he shows up back at the house uh with Eliza when um Azil's mom is pregnant and says that he has to call her um Azil and he bites um or does he bite Azil or Azil's mom or no I don't remember that I don't remember. We're getting uh, we're getting into future stories yeah, of this of the zombie. So we'll figure it out in a couple of weeks when it all comes up because we haven't even met Azil yet. I think Azil pops up in the next story. He's come, not the next one. It's definitely not the next one because I already read that. It's not four. It's five. <laughs> it's probably five. Okay. They'll they'll still be out and about, so it's probably five. Okay. So, um, but for the purposes of this story here, it's it's kind of can it's it's setting everything up as to okay mm -hmm. here's what happened in the past here's what's going on here's what's coming forward um if we weren't so arrogant and thinking we have to go in and save everything we would have realized you know people don't like bats but bats eat mosquitoes mm -hmm. you know like amber said they don't like these types of birds but these birds kill these bugs now these bugs do this and now we get pesticides and you know that's how moderna and roundup and you know causes cancer in some people and all this crap it's people just want to make money to control other things and kill off what they can so you have to rely on their products in their government and their ways of doing things for you to survive it's another way of big business and the government and the man mm -hmm. air quotes of keeping you indebted them and relying on them and that's kind of that's what happened with the the the, the little humans or the man knights or whatever you want to call them Hugh called them humans and he said that's a horrible name but that's what he named them and then the college prof dean started calling them the man knights mm -hmm. and yeah. these are the little sons of bitches that caused the whole issue to happen yeah. it's you know you know what I always thought was interesting like just the thought process, like because at the end of the book you get like a little bit of taste of some of the Illuminati that's mm -hmm. going on, and um you got Senator the Mill, the President, and like two other guys, and I'm so sorry, but you got these fat old white guys that are already bajillionaires, <laughs> and they're like, we're gonna rule the world, like really, like mm -hmm. you can't even look, you can, like at least try to look like a god if you're gonna try to play it, like I mean, it is a god, I, 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 yeah. Huh? I said Buddha's a god. That's that's one example. You're right. But Buddha doesn't <laughs> consider himself a god. Facts. There we go. Mm, thanks, so, Jeff. Thanks for uh, that. Thanks for the <laughs> like, 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 I think a lot of times what I, what I think a lot of people like don't understand, which always boggles my mind, is that people like just the the thought process of greed mm -hmm. and how people are always trying to attain more. It's like, can you go into therapy to see what you're trying to fulfill before you try to fuck everybody else's life up? Like, can we no. talk about that first? Powerful men like, don't want to give up power. You know, that's why like, politicians will never go for term limits on the, the people that actually make the laws bro. will never put into law that there has to be a term limit for politicians because they just want to stay in power longer. But that's why nobody gets sad when politicians die because you're like you're old as fuck. I'm not surprised. Exactly. Like, you like, know, hey. like, yeah. It's not a surprise that they died. Like I'm not. <laughs> like they said, a, they said a writ that that lady that was in the wheelchair when they said that she died. I just happened to see a post about her and they yeah. said, "Oh, this this politician died." I'm like, it's probably that old bitch in the wheelchair. Like, what do you mean? She's like, <laughs> she can't even talk. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm so I'm like, like to me, I always find it very very funny how people are always trying to do like mass control, um, but they always take out of account like at the end of the day in in America, I guess you could say it like there's a lot of free will. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not necessarily a dictatorship. We may be controlled in other ways or whatever, mm -hmm. but it'll never be on the scale of like other countries who have like that one 
like uh, that one person up there that's like, okay, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? There's too many people out here that have too many thought processes and too many belief systems that are going to be like, oh, okay, we'll listen to you. There's always going to be a whole bunch of people that are going to be like, I'm not doing shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not doing any of that. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can't necessarily control them because just like the vaccine, it's like, People are like people are like me. I'm not getting that shit. Like, why would I get the vaccine? And then, oh, yeah, oh, guess what? I'm going to survive because I didn't listen to the government. Shocker. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not surprised at that. So I always find that I always find that very interesting that people um, try to give like the utmost control to people who have their own opinions or that are allowed to express those opinions as well. Yeah, yeah, That's why agreed. Many people though, because they wanted that power. Like they couldn't, they they couldn't, they wouldn't be able to take over the world if they didn't call half the population. So, yeah, that's what the Illuminati or what people think the Illuminati want to do is it's a select group of people of powerful, rich, ninety nine point nine percent of them are rich white men and politicians that all want to control everything. And it's, yeah. it's interesting when this came out in twenty twenty because. This came, well, I don't think this, no, this version of it came out in 2020, right. but I think the book itself came out in 2011 or something from what uh -huh. I saw before. But uh, Mark couldn't have predicted that this was going to coincide with the COVID shot in the 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 H1N1. I think the H1N1 or the, uh, one of the the, 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 the the flus that was killing people a while back came out, but it also ties into the Spanish flu, which is what they compared the the COVID stuff to a couple of years ago. The Spanish flu killed a couple million people or, you know, a couple hundred thousand people back then. And you find out that, you know, it coincides with the Manites. The Manites is what caused the Spanish flu. And it wasn't the flu. It was little tiny people inside your bloodstream that are killing you. But if we kept the dust mites from... It, it hadn't destroyed the dust mites, the Spanish flu wouldn't have happened. It's it's people trying to harness viruses to do their bidding because they want to do everything. It's like, you realize that, and I don't know if anybody ever saw the documentary on Apple when it came out. It was like a, a, a month without humans or something like that. And they show hidden, they just had cameras set up on the streets when people weren't allowed to go outside because of the lockdowns and animals are flourishing. Nature mm -hmm. is flourishing. The people in India could see the Himalayan mountains because all of the pollution was gone. You know, it's because we weren't doing everything. We weren't killing people. So my big conspiracy, not conspiracy theory, but this is just my view on things. And it's kind of morbid is that humans are a virus to the earth. And where people say we need to save the planet, we need to save the planet, we have to save the planet. It's like, no, we don't need to save the planet. The planet doesn't need our help. The planet needs our absence. Because if the lockdown showed us anything is when we don't interfere and try to do everything, the earth flourished. So it's, I think, typhoons and floods and hurricanes and natural disasters and all this shit is mother nature's way of saying, you know, you're a, you're a virus on my home. I want to eradicate you. And this is what's happening. I know it's kind of fucked up. And my wife's like, that's kind of dark and morbid. But that's my <laughs> view on things is humans are a virus on the planet Earth. And we're, the way we're always trying to fight the, the viruses with cold flu and medicine and vaccines, Mother Nature's way of eradicating their virus is by natural disasters. That's just me. So, uh -huh. Aaron, you had like, said you had a couple of good uh, of 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 uh, conspiracy theories on this, and you've been very quiet, just sitting there smiling. So, let's let's hear it. <laughs> well, now I'd love to say this conspiracy theory, but this is the life that I led until you know however long. So, my mom was was a civil service on a Marine Corps base, Camp Lejeune. I don't know if you've gotten 115 fucking emails about the Camp Lejeune water crisis, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I lived there and I grew up on Camp Lejeune and my mom had to adopt me because her reproductive system was ruined by the Camp Lejeune water crisis. Well, four or five years right after actually four or five years before that, there was a swine flu outbreak and every 
government employee had to take the swine flu vaccine. My mom, at the age of 26, got the swine flu, lost her hearing in both of her ears because of it, because of a government-mandated shot that Mm -hmm. they didn't pay attention to. Then they froze her pay for 20 years, would not pay her a thing because she couldn't do more than uh, what a deaf person could do. Because it wasn't all these 88 acts and everything. I think they didn't go into effect until like the 90s. Um, So they didn't – they froze her pay for almost 20 years and didn't pay her. So my mom couldn't have a baby because the government covered up everything that went on with the the, – so I don't know what they tell you, but the core of it was in Camp Lejeune, there was a dry cleaner. And the dry cleaner was just pouring all their bullshit from the dry cleaning business into the Campbell's June water supply and the Campbell's June water supply people didn't test it. And when they did test it, they're like, man, that can't be wrong. Let's test it again. Let's have those guys come out in six months. So those guys came out six months later and they were like, oh yeah, this, this, this is, this is still bad. And you've been having these people drink it this whole time. And instead of telling anybody, they were like, you know what? These mongoloid sized fucking cockroaches and fucking mice, that are bigger than everybody and these high ass risk cases of cancer, uh, facial deformities, um, children born with down syndrome, stillborn, you know, just the myriad of diseases that you can get while you're drinking government issued water that came out of the water fountains in the kids' schools that came out of the, uh, it just, it was, it was in the taps in the, um, the base of Campbell June. So because of that, my mom couldn't have kids lost your hearing because the government had a room set up upstairs said hey you have to come get the shot or you can't come to work next week because you might get the swine flu gave my mom the swine flu lost your hearing in both of her ears then froze her pay we're like well and there wasn't a whole lot of options for a woman that was brandly i mean brand new deaf so she just had to keep the job so there's that's that's fucking that's the government my friend that's the fucking government I am very sorry that happened to you and to your mom. Yeah, I mean, that's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just is what it is, man. So yep. uh, suddenly my, my little roaming rash doesn't seem so bad from a government issue uh-huh. flu shot. No, that's still bullshit. <laughs> that's still bullshit. Fuck yeah. That. Oh, exactly. yeah. And you, and you know, what's crazy. I feel like a lot of times, like there's the, the we're living in a time where information is so readily available mm-hmm. that, and people have like, people have their own experiences. So they share a lot of this information. Like, and if you just take one step down the rabbit hole, you're like, wow, this world is fucked. Yeah. But like, <laughs> one of the things that blew my mind, okay, there is a pharmaceutical company that owns uh, Roundup, the weed killer. And what weed are they always killing on those commercials? What flower is it? It's like dandelions. 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 Yeah. It's dandelions. Dandelions, naturally, if they don't have any pesticides or anything on them, they help with heart health. And they um they help stimulate like your bloodstream and stuff like that naturally. You can literally take the top of a dandelion and eat it. Like mm-hmm. that's literally what I, I do that during the during the time when they come out in the um spring and summertime. Like I eat raw. Yeah, people put it. They'll put it in tea, dandelion tea and stuff like that. And tea and stuff. Yes, but a pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. that owns a pesticide company. Mm-hmm. And your first question is like, why? And then you realize that they're trying to kill off your natural defenses that you have so that you buy the products that like will help you with your heart health and things, your heart health and things like that. And also people don't realize like, like a a dandelion is a pollinating plant. So if you have allergies and you're consuming a pollinated plant, it'll help you with your allergies throughout the years. So it's like, it's simple little things like that, that you can naturally go outside, grab some dandelions. I mean, they taste like nothing. So it's like you can literally just grab them, eat them, no problem, right? But it's like they want you to buy their products and shoot their products up your nose and everything like that. It's just, you take a step down the rabbit hole, you're like, oh God, I hope I, like, if I can just survive on air. And then even that, like, the air <laughs> Yeah, Monsanto's the company that makes the Roundup, and they own the patent for all of your grains and wheats. Like, we watch a lot of food documentaries, and it's just like, holy shit, like, how our food and everything is prepared is just is is insane, you know? Yeah. And it goes back to my argument of if it's natural from the earth, it's meant to be there, you know? Like mm-hmm. Pop-Tarts aren't a natural thing. They're not good for you. <laughs> you can't <laughs> live off of you yet. can't live off of Pop-Tarts. I'm sorry, Tommy. Um, but if it's if it's natural from the earth, it's good. But what these 
big companies do is they buy the patent for the seeds, like all the corn we own and all the stuff. It's it's kind of crazy that one company can own the rights to food. You know that. Yeah, we- I, I challenge. I I agree, and I challenge. Oh, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like uh, I believe, like a there's a certain corn manufacturer where you can't even take the seeds from the leftover corn and replant them because that's, that's Monsanto. That's the, that's the, yeah. Doc, yeah, we saw the same documentary. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like guys got sued and everything like that. It's like, it's crazy. It's like, how can you own something that's natural from the earth? And that's what businesses do. And you think your government officials are going to protect you from that. But a lot of them, not all of them are in the pockets of the big pharmaceutical companies and of these lobbyists where they petition and they lobby to get you to have to do all these things and you have to get these flu shots, which is what Senator Deneau did with the Illuminati and the the New World Order to get everybody to get their flu shot that happened in Zombie Fallout Zero (laughs) that's going to kill half of the population of the world and then they're all going to have to come look to them to be the leaders of the world. And that's a scary friggin' thought is, and I read all this. I started reading the zombie fallout series with zero and I started it in like 2019, end of 2019. And then when 2020 happened, I was like, who the fuck is this Mark Tufo? How does he know this? Cause I'm scared to death right now. Um, and it's like, holy crap. This yeah. And I think imitating life or life imitating yeah. art, however you want to look at it. Um, yeah, I scared the crap out of me at, at at that. And you know, I thought you were a soothsayer or some kind of genie witch or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> he knew something. Look, and I'll tell you this: I used to work at a hospital, like a major hospital down here in PA, and I have I still have a lot of nursing friends since I switched to going to trucking. And when COVID hit, like obviously I'm still in contact with them; they're cool, yada yada. And the shit that they would tell me, it just blew my mind. Like mm-hmm. especially when COVID first hit, if somebody would die anywhere in the hospital, they would blame it on COVID, mm-hmm. even if, even if it was something completely different. If there was even like a smidgen of a chance that they had COVID or like a little bit, yeah, it was COVID and they died from the that. Boost, even the though, numbers. Yeah, you get in a car though, accident, a piano people. falls on you, but you had COVID. COVID killed you, not the piano falling that's, on your head. Like what and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I can't fucking any of y'all. Like y'all, like, no, I can't. That's why, like, personally, that's another reason why I love trucking. Like, they don't, I don't want to say they don't care about us, but I'm like, yeah, no, nah, they're not worried about this. <laughs> no, but, you're out there on I, your own. Yeah, I got COVID when I was delivering, when I was picking up recycling. My boss like, well, you got to stay home. I'm like, I'm in a truck, I'm outside, and I'm by myself. And I have no symptoms besides I'm a little tired, but I don't interact with people. Like, why can't I come to work? Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me check our policy. And I'm like, well, I'm coming to work anyway because I haven't been here long enough to have any sick days. And it's it doesn't it didn't do anything to me that bad. And I get it. It's a horrible thing that happened. And a lot of people died. And I've had some friends um, and family members that passed away from it. But I also had some friends that passed away from the vaccine that they were mandated to get, which, you know, their bodies couldn't handle it and all this stuff. And it's, it's in it, these stories of the, how the zombie fall, how the zombie apocalypse happened is kind of tied into what steeped in reality of what is actually happening. I, that's what appealed to me about these stories. I, I'm not sure about anybody else, but it, it was kind of like, is this a manual for reality, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what is going on here? Um, so that's, that's, yeah, that's my view on things and everything else. So, yeah, I never, I never got it, but I'm not going to lie. I was a little jealous of the people that did get it and lost like 20 pounds. I'm like, you lucky fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody's body types are different. It, it affects people differently. And, and some people need the shot and some people don't, but this whole one size fits all just doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. I considered it for like a half a second. I was like, nah, nah. nah. Yeah. The more they push it, the more I didn't want to take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, you got to educate yourself. And now with the internet, but there's, you know, you get your misinformation, which YouTube says we were, which is why we're not on there anymore. Um, but you get real information 
too. And when people have the real information, they try to make them seem like they're kooks or they're anti-vaxxers or, you know, they're radicals and we're the only one that you have to listen to. And it's, it's kind of crazy because it ends up happening in this story where the government takes over the, the, the research and they want Hughes research and they want to be able to control it, to weaponize it and make anything that they can a weapon. And it's, you know, everybody yeah. wants the next big thing to happen. It's in vaccines. There's no money in the cure. The money's in the medicine. And if they can create a, a vac, can, can create a virus that everybody has to get their vaccines from this one company that pays the politicians, this is what's going to happen. And I do have is, to, oh, sorry, go ahead. And I was just saying, and that's what happened in this story. And it's kind of what happened in real life. Yeah, I do have to say when they were in the facility, um, stealing the stealing the um the 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 case with all the with the with the samples in it, mm-hmm. I could never, I could never. I know my personality. I could never work at a place like that. I'd be opening up every fucking box. I'm like, what is vampirism? <laughs> what is Excalibur? I'm like, uh-uh. Man, I know, what? I'm, I would be all up in that shit. I'm I'm way too nosy. They're yeah. like Amber Young. They're like Amber Young. Do security. I don't care. I looked at everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I love that next to the zombie one, they said, there's one for vampirism. And it's like, well, I need that one right now. You know, he kind of there's a couple no, of different there's ones. No way I would have took that shit. There's no way I would not have taken that. See, that's why I could never, I can't be that serious. I'm like, there's no way I would have taken the box that had vampirism. Seriously? What? Yeah, kidney yeah. candy on. shop on this one. So <laughs> um, as we wrap things up, final thoughts on this story. Um I liked it. I I read some reviews and um, I know Mark hates reading the reviews because you always get that one star person. And I had to scroll through a lot of positive reviews to get to this one person that was, you know, she just totally trashed it. And I'm like, bitch, what are you talking about? You're probably like, you know, like cut the crap. Anybody that doesn't like this story because it's an origin story. It's an origin story Mm -hmm. of an origin story. You know, it's, it's, I liked it a lot and I liked the cleverness of it because it kind of hits on my views of that viruses are people because humans are a virus to the earth. And that's my way of looking at things. And, you know, believe it or not, that's, that's, that's how I feel. And so this story rang true to me in that sense that it was little tiny people that get into your blood and they're, you know, pulling the plugs and, you know, they're, they're causing all kinds of dissent and things like that. And that's what caused the Spanish flu. And that's what caused all these epidemics. It's basically our little tiny selves screwing up our own lives. And we go in and try to fix it by destroying something that was meant to help us. But because it looks different than us, we villainize it and think that it's bad. Shame on you. Uh, <laughs> Chris, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, it, it it's crazy because um, one of the biggest reasons why I, like, at first I didn't want to get the vaccine was because I read the book and I was like, oh, zombie fallout. <laughs> I don't want to be a zombie. Yeah. So I love that the CDC, actually, when all this came out, had a, uh, an article on how to survive a zombie apocalypse if it did happen. Because I don't know what they did. It just kind of jokingly because everyone was saying the vaccine's going to turn everybody into zombies and this is what's going to happen. So they released something on their page, an official statement of how to survive a zombie apocalypse if it does happen. So I thought that was hilarious. So Jason, what are your final thoughts? Um, I like, I mean, I, I like the book. I mean, it was, um, uh, it was interesting as an origin story. Um, you know, the, the pieces, you know, the, the piece with Tommy and the, and the taking the, the suitcase, uh, what I thought was cool was, you know, how Tommy, how Tommy knew exactly where it was. Cause wasn't, it was buried in that closet under blankets and in the mm. back of the closet and all that stuff. Um, I thought it was really good. I was, you know, it was a good story to get a little bit more of the, the backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, quick little, quick little read there. So yeah, Aaron, um, I, Thought it was a lot of fun. Um, Dr. Human, you're still a twat. 
Um, <laughs> I think that the sword that the humans have, I think that's like a poker, like a mosquito mouth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, that was a weapon. Better. Yeah, is that what they said? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I listened to it one time today at like point, 1.7 and then it kind of got, I got off work late. Mm-hmm. So then I had to listen to the last like 30 minutes on two speed. So I might have missed one or two things but yeah i just uh i my i gotta i didn't realize that we weren't on youtube anymore when did that happen uh after we started i noticed at uh, zero when we started doing zombie fallout and talking about the the flu vaccine we got flagged uh, the page got flagged saying that we were spreading we 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 violated their terms of medical misinformation because we talked about I the flu vaccine and that's what caused the zombies. So to try to petition YouTube, it's you're not talking to a real person. You can't call and be like, no, it's a book club and we're discussing a fictional book, blah, blah, blah. And I just said, yeah, I don't really need, the, the show doesn't need YouTube to do it because you can watch the show on Spotify. Spotify now does video and it makes it easier for me. I don't have to save or upload two different versions one for the audio on Spotify, which goes to Apple Music, iHeartRadio, and, and uh, Audible. I can and then have to upload the video version to YouTube. I can just keep everything on my Spotify for podcasters uh, profile, and it just uploads one thing. So it, it saves me time. And I had actually thought about doing that for a while of getting off of YouTube because it takes the numbers away because it's not it's not a huge show. So to keep the, the the metrics and how many people are listening to this show and everything like that, it's easier to keep it all in-house in one place than have it mm. up on YouTube. So and Mark's had his issues with YouTube too. And it's, you know, you're not the end-all be-all. You're not the only game in town, YouTube. I'm very sorry. I, I like you for some things, but for the purposes of this and what we're going to be discussing, I don't want to have to censor the show and say, oh, we can't talk and say, oh, the vaccine caused this. We could have a discussion like real human beings because we should be able to have a discussion to everybody's got different views. And yeah, we may not all agree with each other, but you may say one thing that resonates and one thing just be like, oh, I got dudes nuts, but that's what life is. You want to have a conversation and not scream at people, talk to people, uh, don't yell at people. And you might actually hear something that might make sense. And you may spread some information that may make sense to somebody. So agreed. Amber, final thoughts. Uh, I love a good backstory. I'm not going to lie. Um, I would love for Mark to write Victor Talbot's story so I can mm-hmm. read that. I would absolutely enjoy that. Um, love a good backstory. And I feel like it, it's the thing that makes it so hilarious to me is that you put a, like, it's so practical. Like it could, this, this could seriously happen. And -hmm. I think that's what I like the most about it is that it was like, it's pretty damn realistic. Um, I love the fact that Tommy would still always try to help out the Talbots. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that, uh, uh, um, uh, Mike's grandfather is a little bit of a germaphobe and it still has (laughs) that same type of personality that Mike has. Like you see all of that through. Uh, his grandfather and um it just it, it's just it was well written it was just a great book and i did I, I really 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 enjoyed it cool so that's it book uh book 3.5 dr hugh man thank you all for joining us tonight thank you to amber jason chris and aaron as always thank you mark for writing these fabulous stories that we all love uh, follow the official page on Facebook, Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast, uh, Michael Talbot podcast up on Instagram. And that's all that we have. So uh, if you can give us a like and a review, it really helps. The show is available. If you like the show and you want to kind of see what we look like and what we're talking about, you can watch the video up on Spotify. If you're not listening to it on Spotify now, uh, I think that's it. Oh, uh, quick scoop on something uh people had posted in mark's fan group the other day that they would love to see a bt origin story as to or an offshoot story what happened to bt after zombie fallout 16 and before like in fallout where he developed talbotin and all that stuff not gonna happen as of right now that's that's the official word that i got from the man himself not gonna happen 
I uh, got a couple of memes of people shaking their heads and saying, not going to happen. So whether he right, is going to do it. Fan fiction time, just... fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> fan fiction say, time. We need some fan <laughs> fiction going on here as to what, what happened with BT after the fact. But um, yeah, that's that's all I can tell you. So uh, not going to happen. Peter. I guess. I oh, guess. Yeah. Handle it, Amber. <laughs> Handle that shit, Amber. You know you got this. <laughs> I'm not going to give up hope. He writes a lot of books, you know. He's gonna he's gonna take an edible one day and he's just gonna knock it out. Knock it the fuck out. Yeah, I'm not losing hope. It's gonna it's gonna be a Halloween episode or something. Just wait. My money's on Amber. <laughs> Let's do it. So um and for those of you people that are still having trouble finding the parent plague, I'm not quite sure how. If you're actually listening to this or watching this, just go back <laughs> two episodes. Uh that's where it is. So um, you guys hang on one quick second after I hit stop. Don't disconnect. I have to share a quick story with you that it is not available out to the ethers. But um, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast every week. If you want to get on the show, email me, Michael, uh, Michael Talbot podcast at iCloud.com. We are just buzzing through the zombie fallout series. Not that I don't love all of these guys and not that you guys don't love these guys. But it's always nice to get a different perspective and other people that want to come on and talk about it. So it's open to any and everyone. So thank you all for coming on and everybody for listening. And you all have a good night. You have been listening to the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. Copyright 2023 by Chestnut Hill Studios. Hosted by Jeff Royds. Technical advisor, Mary Napoli. Music by Burnt Eggs. The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast, is property of Chestnut Hill Studios, and no part of the show can be remixed, rewind, remastered, rebroadcasted without the express written consent of Chestnut Hill Studios. Follow the show on Facebook at The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. And if you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and review. It does help other people find the show. Make sure to check out all the other titles from Mark Tufo at marktufo.com or at audible.com. Or if you're one of those people that still buys books, they are all available up at Amazon. It'll be delivered to your house, which is convenient. That is the end of the show. You may now go about your normal day.